Hi, welcome to our 24th episode. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to cover positional trading, the third and final part of our mini-series on trading styles. As always, subscribe and share and please send us any questions to fxscouts.com or tradeforexsa.co.za. Enjoy. Hey Alison, how are you? Hey Chris, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, and I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay. What have you been up to? Um, well, we uh, made a short video um, to go with our podcast that we recorded two weeks ago on scalping um, and the best brokers for scalping, which we talked about in that podcast. And then last week, we also talked about day trading and uh, we've got a video coming up for that. So it's been pretty busy. What have you been up that to? It does sound busy. I've been putting together a news section for our website, so I'm hoping to get that live in the next week or two, so we can have like, um, yeah, like a, like a constant news feed of what's going on in the forex world. And I think I'm also going to put up some of the videos that you've been doing as well. So that should be pretty cool. I'll yeah. let I'll let our listeners know once that's up and running. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Um, so what are we what are we talking about this week? Well, this is our 24th episode, which is um, great, and this is our third. So it's the third episode in our series on different trading styles. So as I mentioned, we, we spoke about scalping in the first week and we spoke about day trading last week. Um, and this week we are covering long-term uh, trading strategies or trading styles. And we are talking about swing trading and positional trading, which are both quite different to scalping and day trading. Uh, positional trading is basically more akin to traditional investing in in many ways. And uh, because scalping and day trading are both short-term strategies, um, you know, as we spoke about, swing trading and position trading are longer-term trading strategies where traders hold a position for a much longer period of time. And in the case of position trading, it's often for a month and sometimes even for years, depending on on uh, the, the capital the trader has to do so. Um, and the bulk of this episode is going to be about position trading, but we're also going to briefly cover what, what swing trading is and uh, and how you use it. Yeah, no, I thought I think I think position trading is something that's more used than than swing trading. So I think it'd be good to, to to go really deep into that. But yeah, swing trading is is pretty popular amongst forex traders. Um, it's a system whereby you know traders are looking for intermediate term trading opportunities. So it's not as long term as as positional trading. Yeah, so it, so it's quite different. You know, the setups in position trading are often you know as you said you know multiple weeks, months, even years. Whereas swing traders uh, tend to look you know. Uh, you know, maybe occasionally weeks, but maybe a matter of days, maybe for a full week. Um, they're also very different to day traders or scalpers because they tend to use lower levels levels of leverage. This is particularly as opposed to scalpers who tend to use much higher leverage uh, because their gains are going to be over a much smaller pip range. Uh, swing traders are also, they, they, they do incorporate fundamental analysis into their trading strategy. Um, because they're looking over a longer time period than scalpers and day traders. And they are going to aim for larger price targets as a result. Uh, they'll wait longer for a trade to develop. And they use wider stop losses. Um, you know, they're prepared to see more of a, uh, more of a downturn in, their, in, their, uh, in the price movement than, uh, than either day traders or, or, uh, or scalpers. So, yeah, that's, that's really the difference between uh, day traders, scalpers and swing traders. 
Um, but also the swing traders will not close their positions. Sometimes they won't close their positions in the same day. Um, as you as you mentioned, sometimes swing traders prefer to hold the position for a week, um, but they often close it before the weekend, and others tend to hold it uh, for several weeks at a time. So swing traders um, use different time frames, um, and these range from weekly uh, to the daily, and from the four to the one hour charts. Um, and it is often the preferred trading style for forex traders uh, who have a, a day job. Um, uh, or otherwise they don't have time to sit at a trade terminal for most of the day, but they still prefer, prefer the shorter time frames and more media profits than the positional traders, which is what we're going to discuss sort of most of this episode. Yeah, so now that we've talked a bit about swing trading, let's get into position trading. So as we said, position traders tend, they, you know, they're, they're long-term traders, so they're going to ignore short-term price movements, and they prefer to rely on fundamental analysis. It's a really important part of position trading. They're going to be looking at longer-term trends. And it actually closely resembles buy and hold investing. But there's two crucial differences. Uh, when you're investing in stocks and shares, you can only take long positions. You can only buy. You can only buy the asset that you're investing in. Whereas position traders uh, can go long and short. So you can also short, you can sell uh, assets. And the second difference is that with positional trading, unlike investing, you'll never actually own the asset. This is still CFD trading, which is why you can go short on the asset. Yes. Um, so it's quite clear. you have to be quite clear of that up front. There is similarity with investing, but this is not investing. This is still CFD trading. But of all, all the types of trading, like investing, uh, position trading is one, it's, you know, it's very long holding types. There's one example here we're looking at recently of um, Joe Ross, the famous trader, um, spoke of what may be, I think, the longest example of position trading I've heard of. It was almost 10 years uh, from 1991 to 2000. He opened a position in the S&P and S&P 500, and he set a trailing stop loss was finally triggered and he uh, closed the position that he, the position for 16 million dollar profit which is um, you know that's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah. that's pretty crazy but you had to wait 9 years for it you know yeah. um, it's uh, it requires that's a lot of patience so so the potential pro for profit in in position trading is huge as long as your fundamental analysis is correct um a more short-term example of position trading is um, I know a lot of positional traders took a long position with the US dollar at the, um, the end of last year, the beginning of this year, when we saw that the Fed was starting to raise interest rates. And then and then um, this was followed by the breakout of the Ukraine-Russian war. And this combination of rising interest rates and the USD being a haven currency in times of global destabilization, this set uh, is a perfect uh, long-term positional setup for the strengthening of the USD. Yeah, as we spoke about in our one of our previous episodes, um, where we were talking about the the weakening of the euro and the the pound. Um, yeah. So, uh, I actually haven't seen today what's happening with the USD. Have you, Chris? The USD has actually pared back of some of its gains uh, recently. I think a lot of uh, positional traders are beginning to beginning to sense that maybe the USD has hit a, hit a, hit the top. Okay. But as we said in that episode, when I remember we were talking about it, um, you know where this was going to end was anybody's guess, yeah. which is exactly why positional traders will set a trailing stop loss, as we're going to discuss, uh, as we're going to discuss uh, a little bit later. So if you had to describe a positional trader, um, what, what features would you ascribe to them? Well, they're less 
concerned with short-term fluctuations like scalpers or day traders unless they impact the long-term outlook of their position. Um, so we describe them as trend followers or they are described as trend followers and most position traders don't trade actively and they use a combination, kind of like the day traders, of technical analysis and fundamental analysis when making decisions. But they also take into consideration market trends and historical patterns, unlike you know what the day traders do, but but not as much as the the positional traders. Mm-hmm. Um, and good positional traders are those who can identify the right entry and exit points, and then they know, as you said now, Chris, they know where to place the stop loss order or the trailing stop loss orders. Yeah. Um, We've we've sort of looked at a, a list of instruments, um, and uh, we we will I'll, I'll describe like the most popular instruments for for positional trading. So, because position traders um, profit from long term price movements, they're obviously more interested in markets that have better defined trends and narrower price ranges rather than the markets that experience high volatility in wider ranges like cryptos, for example. Um, So the most popular assets for positional trading are shares, commodities, and indices. Positional traders often trade company shares um, because they follow more stable trends than volatile markets, as I said, like like cryptos. And some forex pairs as well are are more volatile than, than shares. And like stocks, commodities are also connected to long term trends. And indices like the NASDAQ or the S&P 500 are also, um, which are large groups of companies located in obviously the same geographical area or belong to the same chain, also have more stable trends and experience less volatility. So these are the three main stocks, commodities and indices are the main um, and forex. I can't say forex, uh, you know, as you as you said just now, Chris, a lot of people take positions on um, different forex pairs and, uh, and and trade them very well. But shares, commodities and indices are, are particularly popular for positional traders. Yeah, exactly. You're looking for stability. Um, I think that's what's important here in, in all three of these these assets you just mentioned. That's what you're seeing. I mean, and also like underlying fundamentals. So with, yes. you know, with, with stocks, you can look at, you know, you can, you can look at earnings reports, you can look, there's a lot of data out there, you know, and so you can ascribe certain fundamental trends to it, you know, and the same thing with commodities, you know, if uh, there's, you know, the war in Iraq, you know, you know, the oil prices are probably going to remain high for a while. And, and indices are famously very stable over long periods of time. Yeah. But um, you mentioned their Forex as well. And Forex is an interesting one with position trading, because it's kind of split into two camps. I mean, generally, um, Position traders stay away from um, miners and exotics uh, of the forex pairs just because they're so volatile. But the majors can represent excellent, excellent uh, positional opportunity, as we were just discussing the USD, you know, against uh, the other major other major currencies. You know, they can. You're probably not looking on a yearly basis, you know. So, you know, you're not like like the example I gave. You're not probably not going to hold on to um, a forex pair for ten years. But you know you can hold on to it for a few months, and um, and it's going to make you turn you a good profit if the fundamentals are correct. But you did mention their crypto, and crypto is one thing I think we uh, that position traders stay away from. Uh, it's too volatile. I mean, everybody's seen in the last couple of years the extraordinary rise and then the extraordinary fall of crypto, and yeah. you could really lose your shirt with positional trading on crypto. Uh, but let's have a chat about uh, trading strategy. And uh, and the indicators that are used in position trading. Um, 
So the most probably the most popular uh, trading strategy with position is you're going to look for a breakout. You know, you're looking for the start of a trend. So as we mentioned, like the start of the Ukraine-Russia war, where people are going to move into a haven currency like the USD. A uh, good example is actually um, one of my one of my good friends um, at the start of the start of the COVID pandemic actually moved quite, bought quite heavily uh, invested quite heavily in Zoom, the company that makes Zoom, because she understood she made the intuitive leap that people are going to be moving to remote working and remote meetings, and has made a very tidy profit of that. But that was also a positional trade. And so what you're looking for with the positional traders is you're looking for these breakouts, and they can be you know, and in any financial market. They can be really useful because they provide significant information about the about the beginning of the next movement, the next big price movement. And um, by adopting this technique of looking for breakouts, you're opening a position at the beginning, at the beginning of a trend. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. So, what indicators then do positional traders use? Well, they use both, as I mentioned earlier, technical and fundamental analysis. Uh, to evaluate these these trends and um, some popular examples of of indicators or technical indicators are the moving average over 50 days so this is a very it's it's a simple moving average over 50 days um, isn't and it's an important indicator and the reason is because 50 is a factor of both 100 and 200 um, mm-hmm. which have corresponding moving averages that are very precise um, indicators of long-term tra- trends. So the the 50-day simple moving average is, is probably one of the most popular um, technical indicators used in the analysis of, of different trends. Yeah, exactly. It gives you a really good long-term picture of, um, of which way your market's working. The other, other ones, of course, are support and resistance. You know, these are, these are important to all types of traders. Um, but where scalpers and day traders are going to be more interested in short-term support and resistance levels, position traders are going to look at longer term. They're going to look at historic uh, support and resistance levels. So they'll often look to buy at a historic support level or they'll look to sell at a historic resistance level. Um, but this is only if the fundamental analysis is going to show uh, a definitive shift. And there are many advantages, obviously, of position trading. Um, so firstly, it's a long-term strategy that can lead to big gains, uh, as we mentioned. Then there's less stress for the trader than certain uh, scalping or day trading strategies because they don't need to be monitored on a daily basis, and that takes pressure off people who have uh, full-time jobs. Um, and then there's more time to spend on other transactions, as I said, um, because you only have to analyze it if you if you think there might be some movement in in your in your instrument. Yeah, and there's but there's also some disadvantages um, of uh, of position trading. You know, you need you need a lot of money, mm. right? Because you're gonna and you you need a large trading account. I think to be to be more exact. Because you're, you know, you're you're setting up for um, several months in many cases, you know, and you're going to see you're going to see the price move against you, you know, and so, and and so you need to make sure that you've got the capital to back that up to, to cover your margin, and and there's there is a risk attached um, if you're if your fundamental analysis proves incorrect, you know, you are putting yourself at risk of of leading to a total loss. Yeah, you know, there's something to be pointed out. Um, because you're not going to move when short-term price shifts. If it, if your fundamental analysis is incorrect and you think it's what's going to be a short-term price shift and it turns out it's going to be a long-term fundamental price shift, you're going to have a bad time. 
Yeah. So people need to, fundamental analysis is really important here. The other uh, disadvantage here, of course, uh, is swap fees. You know, I think oh, we've yes. talked about, yeah, swap fees are, uh, you know, those calculated on a daily basis. And if you're holding a position over for months, those can really accumulate yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would say, you know, while the risk, as I said before, you know, like the, the risk in position trading is is generally lower than day trading or um, or, uh, or scalping. But the problem is that if you do make a mistake, it's probably, you know, going to wipe out your account. You know, you're, you're, you're probably, yeah. So that, so while the risks, the everyday risk is lower, the broader risk to your trading account is actually, um, while smaller is less recoverable, I think is a good way of putting it. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's not just, and it's not just your deposit you're going to lose. I mean, you're also going to lose all the time you invest in this. This is a long-term trading strategy. And and you have to have such a large proportion of capital compared to the scalpers or day traders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it's there's a lot. There are a few disadvantages, but I think the main, as you said, the main advantage to it is is that you don't have to monitor your price all the day. Mm. You know? So if you've got if you're doing other things in your life, and also like I mean, if you're people often uh, combine a positional trading with day trading. You know, you can open a position, something, and you can set a trailing stop. And you can move on and forget about it. And that gives you time. But if you're a professional trader, then you can get back to day trading. Mm. And you can keep your position trade open. And it gives you this time to do other things, to make yeah. other transactions. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it's, it can be used. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing, position trading. And it's an interesting thing and, um, and, and can be quite useful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything else we want to mention um, on the topic. I don't think so. I think we've covered all the. I think we've covered all the the main main examples here. Mm. Um, I think. I think. Yeah. The main takeaway is that if you've got a fair amount of capital, you're willing to put up, and you're a solid fundamental analysis. If you've got a good, you know, financial background, and you understand understand the way the markets work and the global economy works, then um, then it's probably the right. It's probably the right uh, style of trading for you. Mm. Um, if you if you hit all those things. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So next week, we are going to take a deep dive into the world of crypto, which is always an interesting one to look at. Mm. And we're going we're gonna to highlight the, the world of crypto in South Africa uh, in particular. As many of you may have heard last week um, or a few weeks ago, the financial regulator in South Africa, the FACA, uh, has said that it is in discussions about ha- how to regulate um, crypto. Um, mm-hmm. Or digital assets, more broadly, should I say? Um, yeah. And it is one of the first regulators in the developing world that is is doing so. So yeah, we I mean we're quite excited to see what happens in the next six months and and what they do. But yeah, this is going to be our topic next week. Yeah, it's a brave new world. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a chat about that, um, and also I think chat about the um, the advantages and disadvantages of uh, crypto CFD trading, especially versus. Um, actually investing in crypto yes. um, and yeah yeah we'll have it we'll, we'll have a look at that yeah great all right oh. Alison. well that was that was good i look forward to speaking to you next week about crypto yeah yeah thanks chris i appreciate it all right bye-bye cheers <laughs>